Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, June 6, 2019, and I'm Steve Peasley. And thank you again for joining me today. And I hope you will also call me with any of your investing questions, anything to do with finances, money, investments. I'll be happy to talk to talk about. And insurance, too. I have a big, pretty long background in the insurance industry. That's where I started my career in New York City working for big insurance companies and worked for two or three of them back there before I finally came back to California. So I do have lots of experience in that area as well, even though that's pretty old experience, I'll admit to that. So why I want you to call is because you drive the show, you shape it, you take, you, it goes where you want it to go financially. Okay, so you can take advantage of it. We can talk about stocks. We can talk about 401ks. We can talk about economics. I really like talking about economics. I know that's a boring topic for a lot of people, but I do enjoy that topic. Uh, probably more so than I should. But I'll talk about economics because I think that's important when it comes to investing. I mean, in the long run, that really means a lot. So th- this means I want to make the show better for you, the investor. I want, uh, you know, uh, it's all about getting to that point where we all can just sit back and relax and live off our investments. And we've called that financial freedom on this show for quite some time. But that's what the effort is for. The show's effort is for you to achieve that goal. Now, today, this hour, I'm going to do the best I can to answer all those questions, as long as they're financial, to get you to that point of financial freedom. So please call. We'll take it one step at a time. Our listener line number is open. Uh, it's 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So we're taking your calls live, and we're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. So my main talking point today is about Apple. Apple is claiming the high road on privacy, privacy as it twists the knife into Google and Facebook. Apple will require apps that allow users to sign in with their Facebook or Google accounts to also offer the option to sign in with Apple's new privacy-focused sign-in-with-Apple system. Mm-hmm. See, privacy is, is going to be a huge issue. I think it already is a huge issue, and Apple's trying to take steps to get to that point where you rely on Apple's uh, sign-in ability, signing with Apple system that's supposed to provide more privacy. And if you think about it, what does Google and Facebook do? Well, they kind of invade your privacy, don't they? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's bad. I, all I'm trying to say is Facebook uses whatever you're doing on Facebook to advertise. Google does the same thing. They track you, Right. So you're losing some of your privacy when they are tracking you. Now, does Apple track you? Probably does too. But they're acting like with this new sign with them. Anyway, it's kind of interesting. We'll get to that. We'll talk about it more. 
So I've got some other interesting talking points. How about um, oil prices? Have you been looking at oil prices and gold prices going in opposite directions? We'll, talk, we'll discuss that. Uh, rate cut. Now, this is fascinating to me. Uh, the rate cut is on the table again. Interest rate cut by the Federal Reserve. It wasn't on the table just a few weeks ago. Now, do you remember when uh, President Trump and Vice President uh, Pence put it on the table a month or so ago and it was kind of mm, poo-pooed by the Federal Reserve? Now it's back on the table. Very interesting stuff going there. So we'll talk about that. And have you watched been, been watching the bond market, the junk bond market, and the overall bond market? They were going in opposite directions here for a little while, but not now. Last few days have been going in the same direction. What does that mean? Junk bonds, regular bonds. What does that mean? Anyways, those are the things we're going to talk about. I'm willing to talk about anything else that's on your mind. So you drive the show. The mark was up today, and it was up yesterday as well. So the mark was up 181 points a day, 40 points for the Dow, 40 points on the NASDAQ, and 17 points on the S&P, which almost exactly matched yesterday. There was a little bit lower update today than yesterday. It wasn't that doing that well until the last hour when there was hints coming out of Washington that maybe they uh, there's a deal between uh, uh, Mexico and us about not putting those tariffs on and you know something about border control. We'll see if that's all rumor or if that's actually fact. I don't know yet. We don't know. But that's what we're going to discuss. But of course, again, I'm looking forward to your calls because whatever you're calling about is more important than whatever I want to talk about. We're going to talk to Brandon in Mill Valley first. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, I have some Annalee Capital Mortgage that's in a downtrend, and I just wondered uh, what you thought of it. Okay. Um there's nothing wrong with the company. It the whole thing is about you know timing. What what part of the economic cycle are we in, and does that help or hurt this kind of company? Anley Capital Management, everybody. NLY is a symbol. It's a REIT, real estate investment trust, that owns and manages finances, mortgages, pass-throughs, certificates, collateralized mortgage obligations, and interest rates have been going down now. So that probably puts some uh, pressure on this type of company to make less money. Because what do they invest in? Finance, mortgage, pass-through certificates, all about how much interest the thing is going to be paid. And since it's going down, that probably is affecting them. They're going to make $1.12 this year and $1.12 next year after making $1.25 last year per share. That's the estimates anyways. So it's under pressure because of the perception that they're going to make less money. And, but don't I don't want you to feel, Brandon, that there's anything wrong with the company because there isn't. Um, they pay a very nice dividend. It's a nine dollar stock, and they got to pay ninety percent of that nine dollar uh, uh, the earnings, which is a dollar twelve. So what is that? Ninety one, ninety two cents on a nine dollar stock. That means a ten percent yield. I think Brandon, that's probably pretty secure. I don't think that I think that they'll pay able to pay that. So I think the dividend is fine. And I'm sure that's why you bought it, wasn't it? Brandon? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you you should get about ten percent. You should get about ten percent dividend. So that's pretty secure. I wouldn't sell it at this point. 
I'd hold on to it. Okay? Thanks. NLY, Annually Man Capital Management, everybody. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want you to be aware of a very special upcoming financial event. It's kind of rare, actually. And I'm talking about KPP Financial Invest Talk Wealth Conference, a conference for a couple hours. It's going to be set for Saturday, June 22nd in Irvine. Okay, June 22nd, Saturday morning. There's only two weeks left, everybody. So we'd love to see you there. At our Wealth Conference, Justin and I, are, we're going to talk about several things. Understanding the current volatile, volatile market and global economic environment. We're going to give a you know, plan to boost income and manage your investment risk. And finally, we'll define ways for you to find great opportunities in any market environment. There's always something to buy that's worthwhile. So please make your plans June 22nd, 9 in the morning to 11 in Irvine, California. It's in the same building of our new offices there. Okay? To learn more or purchase tickets, go to investtalk.com. And now I'm taking your question live, 888-99-CHART. Welcome to June, and you've got a portfolio to protect, right? This means you need the unbiased guidance heard right here on Invest Talk. So this is your chance to be part of the process. Step up now with your finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here and he's ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Ron in New Jersey. I lived in New Jersey for, what, nine years. It's called the Garden State, everybody. And believe it or not, it deserves that moniker. It is a beautiful city, a beautiful state. And a lot of people don't know that, that outside of New Jersey don't understand that. Ron, how you doing? Excellent, Steve. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, Steve, my question is on Teva. Uh, and I've mm -hmm. been monitoring this talk for, for almost a couple of years now. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of issues. They took on a significant amount of debt when they bought Allergan's uh, generic business. Right. Uh, and then they had, a, you know, a bunch of debt-related issues. They had, a, you know, slowing sales in the U.S. of the generic market space, price pressures. And now, right. with everything that's happening in Congress, uh, the stock's being battered quite a bit. Uh, I was actually starting to think that this may be a right price to start buying or dipping into Teva. Uh, and okay. I know they still have a couple of issues that they're working on, but it probably could be a turnaround story in my opinion. But I wanted to get your thoughts to see what you think about Teva. And you didn't mention the latest thing was the o o opioid problem that people are selling, suing companies that produce, you know, those kind of things. But you're, you're right in everything right. you said there, Ron. Tema Pharmaceuticals is an Israeli-based company. It, it, it develops generic specialty and over-the-county drugs and active pharmaceutical ingredients. And the question is, do you think it's going to survive? And the answer to me is, yeah, it's going to survive. And everything you said is what the problems were. But we all know those problems now, Ron. And the stock got beat up pretty bad. I mean, it's a $9.41 stock. $0.41 stock. And the earnings have gone from $5 pretty consistently. Now it's going to be $2.38 this year, $2.58 next year. That's the estimates. And But that's all built in. 
If they're going to make $2.58, that's a, what, three and a half, four PE. Okay? Now, the question you have to ask yourself, are they going to be able to turn around those sales? Are they going to start increasing or at least flatten out because it's been shrinking 10, 15%? You know, so are they going to stop that? Are, are they worth the money? They stopped their dividend. Oh, you didn't mention that, too, but, well, but they did. I think it's a great price. And unfortunately, I bought this stock in my own personal 401k right around $15. <laughs> Now it's nine dollars and forty-one cents. So I, I think, I think, you know, yeah, they have a lot of debt, but I think they're going to survive. Their return on equity is twenty percent. That's really good. They have a cash flow of four dollars and sixty-six cents. That's very good. So there, there's a lot of good things. And Warren Buffett bought it between fifteen and twenty dollars a share. So I'm going to go with Warren on this. I think it's a good stock. Okay. Thanks for the call. Ron, have a great day. Teva, T-E-V-A is a symbol, and it's also Teva Pharmaceuticals. I know this is a financial news. I mean, this isn't financial news, everybody. I, I know it isn't, and and this is an investing program. So, But I think we should acknowledge that our freedoms, our ability to invest in a vital stock market or not invest, whatever choices you make, our ability to plan and work towards control of our own financial future, I think about all the all the places that can't do that and think about what this world would be like if our American soldiers didn't land on the beaches at Normandy. 75 years ago today, June 6, 1944, on the beaches of Normandy, France, the combined American Allied forces invaded France in order to defeat the Nazis. It's called D-Day. I'm sure you've heard about it all day today. The D-Day invasion was officially named Operation Overlord. The goal was to defeat fascist armies and preserve our free civilization. And I, th I think we need to acknowledge that, everybody. A lot of Americans died that day. A lot. So, I think it's something that we should, you know, pay attention to. Okay. Okay, we're moving. This is Invest Talk, and we're moving quickly through the first trading week of June. For many of you, it may seem like a, a race. <laughs> it's not. It's not a race. There's always opportunities. Don't feel pressure one way or another. And you're not alone. I'll help you with all investment questions and issues you have. So please feel free to contact me or Justin anytime at KPP Financial in Irvine, Irvine, California. Now, our number is 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. By the way, one more point. Did you know how many Americans died on the first day, the very first day? 2,499. Total other countries, nations, people that died, 1,915. Let's go to Bill in San Diego. How you doing, Bill? Pretty good, Steve. Good to uh, hear you. 
Listen, I got a, a weird you. question about a preferred stock. A friend of mine was telling me the other day that on the 15th of May, the dividend for his preferred was in his account, as it should have been. On May 31st, the dividend was recalled and removed from his account. Have you ever heard of that no. before? No, I have not. They took it Here. out? Yes. And, and apparently it was a, not just him because the stock a, dropped a, a preferred uh, uh, two-thirds value. See, a, that's Bill. The, a, the, this is the reason why I'm I'm just bewildered because a preferred acts like a bond. You get your money consistently on the days you're supposed to get it, just like a bond. You know, they pay the yield on X day, every whatever right. they agreed to, six months, one year, whatever. I've never heard them pull it back unless the company is bankrupt or something. Is that possible? Well, I'm I'm in discussion with them. Yeah, the company's been having financial issues, and I got a feeling uh -huh. that they silently uh, didn't approve the dividend, but it went out anyway. And then they immediately found out it went out, so they recalled. But it took two weeks but for see, computers to get together. If if that did happen, Bill, that's violation of their agreement uh, on the on the preferred stocks, and that's that uh, preferred shareholders can then sue them and make them pay, or else they file bankruptcy. Because you can't, as a company, you can't just decide not to pay when you have a preferred stock. You have to, you know, you got, it's like buying a bond. Once you agree to pay those bonds, if you're in default, you now can bring a lawsuit to force them to pay. Interesting. Bill, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Now, across major averages, stocks have been on a two-day, three-day winning streak, right? And so far, the market has been positive this week, even after having a huge down day. It's still positive. So, the economists are now openly, openly saying we may have slight deflation. Might. You know what deflation is? I'm going to do a class on inflation, deflation, stagflation next Thursday. That's what my class is going to be. So what's, what is deflation? Come to class. We'll explain it. Now, the news might help the 30-year fixed mortgage, which is now 3.82%. Did you see that, how low it is? That's pretty low, pretty historic, almost near the historic lows. I think it got down to 3.3 or so at the very, very lowest. 3.82 now. So, it, so if you were, for example, a person with an adjustable rate mortgage, you know, maybe you should think about getting a fixed mortgage, fixed mortgage, fixed rate mortgage. It's pretty low. Got to think about that. Ten-year Treasury is only paying two point one one percent now, but the yield spread is actually getting a little bit healthier because the two-year pays much less. I mean, it's spreading out a little bit, which is good. Gold is selling for thirteen thirty-nine an ounce. Now that might be more evidence of people moving to safe investments, flight to safety. That's why the 10-year treasury is lower, flight to safety. People wanting to be out of the market. Oil, $51.61 a barrel. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was $70. So oil's in a bear market. Okay, uh, and that's good because that means gasoline prices at the pump will be lower and there'll be more money in those consumers' pockets to spend on other things besides gasoline. That's not a bad thing for the economy. It really isn't. 
So do you know what the average price of gasoline is now? $2.78 per gallon. Not where I am. It's closer to $4 a gallon, thanks to California rules and regulations. And we have what's what's called a special summer blend that adds more money to the price per gallon. And we had an increased tax this year on gasoline oil. So we're really getting the shaft on that. We don't get the lower prices like everybody else does it's pretty darn painful i'll tell you that and of course you know the the state does it on purpose and i understand they want us to drive electric cars and all that other stuff and take buses and trains and all that but you know california is so spread out you know that we all want our cars so we pay the gas we pay it anyways welcome to the future everybody Amazon says it will begin making package deliveries using drones within months. The drones can reportedly can fly up to 15 miles. That's what they're saying. And carry a five-pound five pound package. They said that they'll probably roll it out pretty soon, but it's going to be best served in the rural areas where the truck drivers have to drive a long way to drop off the package. We'll see. Kind of interesting stuff. On tomorrow's Invest Talk, could your retirement portfolio be too heavily invested in equities? New research finds that in some cases, workers as young as 35 years old have no more than 70% in equities. We'll look into that tomorrow, everybody. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call InvestTalk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? YCharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day. YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious, get YCharts. It is official, Steve Peasley has set a date for his return to San Jose, California. Yes, Steve will meet with listeners in San Jose on Wednesday, June 12th. He'll conduct his no-cost portfolio review consultations. If you set an appointment, Steve can look at your investments 
and then provide individualized and optimized advice. This is the kind of unbiased guidance you'll need to help you achieve financial freedom. You can register at investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk, and we're taking your calls now. Step up with questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. My main talking point today concerns the story about Apple. Apple is claiming the high road on privacy as it twists the knife into Google and Facebook. Okay, well, what's happening? Okay. Apple is going to require Apple will require apps that allow users to sign in with their Facebook or Google accounts to also offer the option to sign in with Apple's new privacy focus, sign in with Apple system. Okay, so if you're an app developer, an application developer, and you know your application uses you know Facebook or Google account for whatever it is that it does. You're going there. You as the developer are going to have to offer also the system with Apple called Sign In with Apple. What does that system do? It quote unquote guards uh, guards privacy. So that was one of the most significant parts of the most recent uh, uh, announcement by Apple of their new stuff coming out. And so what it does, it's a new option that developers can add to their apps. So users can log in without having to create a separate username and password. It's similar to all those login buttons you see across apps and websites from Facebook and Google, except Apple says its solution doesn't gather any personal data from you. Does not gather personal data. In fact, it gives you the option to scramble your email address so a third party never gets to store it. Privacy. But the most significant aspect of the sign in Apple came to light after Apple's event when eagle-eyed developers noticed that starting with the release of the OS 13 this fall, any app that offers the option to sign in with Google and Facebook will also be required to offer the sign in with Apple as well. Isn't that interesting? So they're trying to say, well, you sign in with Apple and we're going to help protect your privacy. And I think that's pretty compelling and they're not going to share any information. Uh, might be pretty compelling if that's what they're going to do. We'll see. We'll see. We get a wide variety of investing, investing and financial questions on the show on our Anytime Listener line and call Anytime 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number is 888-99-CHART. So here's a call that came in earlier. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is John from the great state of Minnesota. Yeah, I've been listening to Invest Talk for about a couple months now. I know you've talked about it a little bit, but you, uh, you said that as an early starting investor, you want to invest in ETFs because it's already diversified. But at what point do you start investing into individualized stocks? Is there a obviously there's not a magic number, but would be a good number like fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. I'll uh, hopefully hear your answer on uh, on the podcast. Thanks. Bye. I do think fifty thousand dollars is pretty good. The, the, the reason this is what my 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 reasoning is here. I I like to diversify enough in the portfolio, so I like to buy around three percent of any one stock. So that means you're going to have thirty three stocks. That means you're going to do thirty three trades. That means how much does the trading cost for each one of those trades? If it's free, great. But I want you to get enough shares to me be meaningful and, and you know. 
not buy two shares of this and five shares of that. So is 50,000 a pretty good number? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good number. Um, might be able to do it with 30,000, but I don't think you can do it with 10 or 20. It's too small. So it's you need to have proper diversification. That means 3%, no more than 3% in any one stock, no more than 15, 18% in any one sector. You gotta diversify that portfolio. So you gotta have enough money to get to that diversification. There was a study not done not too long ago saying about 25 stocks is pretty optimal. Okay, so I like 30, 33, 35. But maybe because I keep an eye, I can keep a much better eye on things than you as an individual. I have the time, you don't. Maybe that's why. Okay, we have talked about meatless burgers, Beyond Meat, BYND, that stock, is the IPO, has been the strongest IPO in almost 20 years. <laughs> it's about $100 per share now. It was down 2% today, but that, you know, that's nothing. The company is not making any money. It's not going to play. hasn't got projections yet to make money. But the whole area, this meatless area, is pretty hot right now. And but they, they, and there's not a lot of competition yet. Yet there will be. Uh, Barclays analysts say that the the market size for this meatless the meatless market size is about fourteen billion billion dollars. But they say they project about it, it's going to be $140 billion in 10 years. 10 times that amount. Interesting. I'm C. Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. So I think it's a safe to assume that you're pretty serious about investing, or you wouldn't be listening to this, right? You wouldn't be listening to the show. So you want to grow your wealth, right? We all do. And that's great. I want to. But of course, as you make your investment choices, there will always be a bit of fear. You're going to have the two emotions, fear and greed. And as you put more and more money into the market, fear is there. You have to understand what level of fear you, at what point your fear overcomes your rational decision making. So what's your risk perception? And of course, we have an online tool to help you at investtalk.com that will help define what your personal risk tolerance is and what the risk risk level is in your portfolio. So go to investhot.com, take some of the fear out of your decisions and try to understand what it is. What is your fear level? What is your risk perception? So, you know, there's a way to do it. You got to kind of understand. You're going to have to, it helps you learn who you are. You know, how do you measure all that? Well, it's a free online tool, investtalk.com. It's a series of questions, not a ton of them, but just a few, that tries to measure and scores from 0 to 100 your fear gauge, how much fear you have, at what level does your fear come in, and the risk that you're taking. So you can go take that. Go to investtalk.com. Now I'm ready to answer your questions, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and if you live anywhere in Southern California, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein encourage you to make plans to attend KPP Financial's Invest Talk Wealth Conference. It's happening on Saturday, June 22nd in Irvine, California. By harnessing the power of income compounding, retirees and investors of all kinds can improve their chances of living a life of financial freedom. At the conference, 
Steve and Justin will help you understand the current volatile market and global economic environment. They'll give you a plan to boost income and manage investment risk. And they'll define ways to find great opportunities in any market environment. The Summer Invest Talk Wealth Conference is an investor learning opportunity that you should not miss. I'm Steve Peasley. I invite you to attend our next Invest Talk Wealth Conference, Saturday, June 22nd. 888-99 chart, 888-992-4278. Okay, oil prices have been coming down. They're in a bear market now. And gold has been rallying. Okay, supplies for oil, I mean, we, it's a two-year high, and we have tons of oil right now. And, you know, we're producing our own, so it's just great um, because we're not reliant on anybody. Um, so what does this mean? Well, usually in the past, you can tell their fear. Gold people run to gold because they're fearful of things, and we can tell by the bonds, the U.S. Treasury, the yield is down. That's a uh, that's that's a uh, a run to safety. Uh, so that's what you see. Oil is coming down because the perception is, besides having oversupply, but the perception also is that the economy is slowing. And I'm not talking about our economy because oil is priced in global terms, in global price. So now I'm talking about the economy of the entire world, not just ours. Okay, and what it, what's causing this? Maybe trade tensions? You know, maybe that, that might be, be it. Extra supply? There's other things. But lower oil, lower oil prices, I said earlier, really help consumers because the gasoline prices at the pump is down. And I've talked about what the average price is, and it's going to come down for the summer. Usually goes up for the summer, but it's going to be coming down this summer because we have so much supply and a lack of demand or high high demand worldwide. So that's a good thing, and if we think about it long term, it's a good thing for the economy, and that's really what's important. If we want our stock market bull market to continue, we can have an economy that still continues to grow. It's it's pretty that's pretty much that simple, everybody. Pretty simple. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So is there a rate cut on the table? The Federal Reserve rate cut on the table? We'll see. We can squeeze in another call. Voicemail question that came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve or Justin. I first want to say that I very much appreciate your program. Thank you very much. This is Maggie calling from California, and I'm calling because Justin recently was talking about refinancing, and now is a good time to refinance your home, possibly because it's um, rates are at an all-time low. But then he also, or it's been mentioned a couple times, how the Fed may possibly lower rates soon. So I'm wondering if I should wait for the possibility of that lowering before I go to refinance. I have owner-occupied house that we live in that's on a that's being financed right now. It's both of them are, are this one's on an arm and we do have a rental property that's also on an adjustable rate. So we wanted to look to get a regular rate. So the bigger question is refinance now or wait until this possible lowering from the Fed. Thank you. Bye. Well, first you have to remember that if the Fed lowers, it doesn't automatically mean that the mortgage rate will go lower. The Fed only controls one rate, and that's its overnight rate to the banks. 
And if they lower that by a quarter point, the banks take that money and they lend it to you and me. And theoretically, they, they lend it to you at less, uh, less cost to you because they're getting the money cheaper. So theoretically, the mortgage rate would come down, but that rate is controlled by the market, not by the Fed. So yeah, it, you could wait if they do do that and get, and take that risk of waiting and make sure they do do that and see how much it will lower the rate. I'm not sure you should do that, but you could do that. Personally, I mean, it's close to, uh, you know, it's very low, right? As I said earlier in the show, uh, you're never going to pick the bottom. You're never going to pick the bottom. What if all of a sudden the economy starts perking up really hard in the next couple of quarters? They're not going to lower the rate. They'll increase the rate. And you've missed your opportunity. Because no one knows where it's going to go. Yeah, you could wait a month or two. Because I do think uh, over the next couple, three months, that that might we might get that rate lower. And I think personally, I it's kind of interesting. I think personally Trump is trying to manage a lower rate. Manage it through the Fed not he's not telling the Fed what to do but maybe he's turning their arm twisting their arm by the fact that he's raising tariffs and that he's endangering the economy and the Federal Reserve will respond to an endangered economy and then all of a sudden Trump could cut out the tariffs couldn't he so my question is is he trying to manipulate things maybe I'm a cynic (laughs) I don't know Let's talk to Tim in the Bay Area. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. Thanks for the call. Uh, thank you for taking it. Hey, I live in the Bay Area, and um, as you know, the uh, cost of owning a home is very, very oh, yeah. high. Uh, but my work yes. does provide supplements and, and uh, interest-free loans, uh, so they they do provide like a really good... Uh, support for people who want to, to who are first-time home buyers, but I still can't right. get over how much money I'm going to spend on one home and putting everything in one basket for the next 20, 30 years. Um, I definitely yeah. can afford it, but at the same time, not, I'm not sure that this is the right thing uh, to do uh, because of the diversification issue. Um, so, what do you think well, about that? Uh, I think you're. I think you're uh, correct in that you. It's very dangerous to put all your eggs in one basket, you know, and that is the home basket. But I'll, I'll tell you this: the bear is a good. It's a good basket. Okay, it's a solid basket. Those property values, you know, every time someone thinks about they're really really high, they just tend to keep going up, not down. And Silicon Valley, which is the driver of those high prices, is not shrinking. It's still expanding. My, my nephew, who plays for the 49ers, Dante Pettis, uh, he, he and I talked recently, and he, he did buy a house in San Jose um, for $1.5 or so. And, you know, it's just a house. I mean, it's not anything fancy, you know. Um, but, but he, you know, his parents, I, and he talked about us, and... His parents weren't keen on the idea. I'm okay with it, but he definitely really wanted to get into a house, so I supported him in that because at least it's a great store of wealth. Even if the prices don't go up, you're not going to lose money on the deal. If you hold it long enough, you'll make money. So you could hold on to it, Tim, and buy it, and you'd be fine. 
But you got it's got to think long term, long term, 10, 20 years. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here that's to help you achieve your financial freedom, whatever that is for you. And our work will continue right after this break. 888 99Chart. On the next Invest Talk, could your retirement portfolio be too heavily invested in equities? And what's the correct balance percentage? That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Jeff in the Bay Area. How you doing, Jeff? Hey, I'm doing great, Steve. Um, I got a question for you. Um, it's um, Our company offers a variety of mutual funds that we can invest our 401ks in. And I'm okay. currently in one of our uh, funds called TRBCX. I think it's T. Rowe Price Blue Chip Fund. Um, Blue, Blue Chip and Growth I was just Fund, yes. Wondering, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just wondering if that fund is enough diversification um, if I put my entire 401k into that fund, does that provide me enough diversification uh, that would provide enough security around that? Well, it does provide enough diversification, but it focuses on growth. And as long as you're okay with that, and the reason why I'm even bringing that up, Jeff, is because growth is a bit more risky than value. So my question would be to you is, do you have a... T. Rowe Price Blue Chip Value Fund or any other kind of value fund as a, as a choice? And if your answer is yes, I would rather see you at least put 50% in the value blue chip fund and then 50% in the growth. <clears throat> Remember, the growth fund will go up and down almost tracking the market, okay? Which is nothing wrong with that. But in a big down market, it'll go down. Value would probably do a little bit better both on going down and going up over long periods of time. I say this, though, growth has worked much better in the last few years than value, but I think value turn, value's turn is coming up. So see if you have a value fund, a big blue chip value fund, and put, put something in that, too. Okay? Split it up a little oh, bit. Sure. And so um, do you think maybe if I split it 50-50 between the blue chip and the value fund, that would provide a little bit more diversification? Yes, because you're now focusing on, you might have some overlap, but one is focused on growth, earnings growth, sales growth of the company. The other one is focused on buying companies that are cheap that may have growth too, but at least they're inexpensive compared to their growth. That's why they're valued. Okay. Okay? Okay. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate it. 888-99-CHART, and um, <clears throat> is the Fed going to recut the rate? The Federal Reserve going to cut the rate? We talked to, um, who was it? Um, I don't remember her name. Uh, is the Fed going to cut the rate? It's the, it is a very strong possibility that they're going to do that. And what I find fascinating about that is, what's that going to do to the economy? Remember, the Fed is going to cut the rate, not because of inflation. Inflation is nowhere to be – they've been worried about it forever in recent years, and they really shouldn't be. 
because we don't have any, and the way our society and the economic society around the world is structured, we're not going to have any anytime soon, unless someone does something stupid, which is possible. But they they either going to cut the rate or maybe do a you know a QT stop the QT, which is quantitative tightening, by rebuying bonds. Remember, they have a big balance sheet. It was up to $4 trillion, and they were running that off, not renewing bonds when they matured and whatever. But they, they, they don't have to cut the rate. They could go back and buy, buy corporate bonds, too. And that would also help boost the economy. <clears throat> don't you find it interesting that they're doing it now? You know, and when you talk about the political cycle... Uh, don't you think it's interesting that they're 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 thinking about cutting rates now? Trump wants them to cut rates, and maybe he's forcing the issue by pushing tariffs up, knowing that that will impact the economy negatively. Doesn't want to push in the recession or anything, but maybe he wants to push the Fed, the lowering rates, and then uh, maybe he wants to then. I don't want to get into politics, but maybe then, you know, once the rates cut, maybe all of a sudden we'll get agreement on trade and tariffs will go away. Just in time to be reelected. Is he that smart, though? I don't know if he's that smart. I don't know. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. Please come back tomorrow. I'll share, I'll share experts from our KPP Premium Newsletter that I'll be working on tonight. On, I will be. So everybody have a great night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.